Hi, this is Dino Tripodis, your host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. We'd like you to enjoy some uh, Halloween shots, little drams of whiskey business. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Saya and Pyatt, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com or contact them at 614-444-3036 if you get into a frightening legal situation. All right, enjoy the shots. My house may or may not be haunted. Actually, I think it probably is, or was, I should say, a little bit. Some strange goings-on. Nothing really too creepy, um, but I had a friend stay there in my absence, and apparently Mike McGrainer experienced more in one night than I've experienced the entire time I've lived there. I'm staying there, and I'm brushing my teeth one night, and I hear what sounds like a cat litter box knocking against the wall over and over and over. Well, you know, I didn't have a cat at the time. So it couldn't have been a litter box, and I remember telling him about it, and he's probably like, oh, yeah, it's probably just a ghost. Like, I'll come home, cupboards will be open, such and such, and I'm like, okay, he's messing with me, whatever. So I'm there by myself, and this sound starts up again. On the last night of staying there, uh, I was still trying to figure out what the sound was, and the last night of staying there, I called the person I lived with at the time. I told them I was coming home, and I'd see them soon, and that sound started again. This time it was so loud, and it sounded like a punch, rattle, rattle, punch, rattle, rattle, and it was coming from the basement. At this time, I'm sitting on the couch, and I look to my left, and I see what looks like two cigarette embers traveling sideways, and then they just dropped behind the couch. Hair on the back of my neck stood up. I turn and look in front of me, and if you've ever seen Predator, where Predator has got the camouflage, and it's just this clear entity... That exact thing, uh, in the form of something, passed by the lights on Dino's TV and walked right in front of me. I have never been more convinced in my life about ghosts until this point. Luckily, I knew a girl that was clairvoyant, (laughs) and I had been with her at parties where she would all of a sudden start feeling something and freak out. And, of course, I thought this girl was absolutely nuts. But I didn't give a shit at this moment, so I called her, and she said, where are you? And I said, I'm in Clintonville. She's like, oh, my God, you're near the Indian ravines. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? She's like, a lot of spirit activity is around that area. And then all of a sudden, my neck started feeling warm, like almost like something was like running its fingers down my neck. And then um, she, and then as soon as I felt that, she told me, you should be feeling a warmth on your neck right now. I'm like, what? She's like, I'm sending you warm energy. And I just, I was like, what the, what the hell? So <laughs> she's like, uh, she said, give me your address. I'm coming over. And then, but you have to come out and meet me outside. I said, I'm not getting off this couch. And at this moment, I mean, the shit was still going on. Like the sound was still happening. And I was like, just get over here. It's, you know, blah, 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 address, address. You know, when can you be here? And she said, 15 minutes. So as I'm there... I just feel frozen. Like, I wanted to get up and go get a glass of water. I wanted to get whatever. But I just, I felt like almost like static electricity around my entire body was holding me on that couch. Like, I could not move because I was scared to death. And uh, 
So she gets there. She calls me. She says, you got to come out, but, you know, you know, you have to leave and come in the side door, and the side door is right above the basement steps. And I'm like, I don't want to go past the basement. Like, I'm freaking out at this point. So finally I just make a run for it, and I go out the side door, and I'm running up to her, and I was like, you know, she's like, now we have to enter the house together. And I was like, why can't we just leave? <laughs> she's like, no, we got to enter together. I said, okay, okay. Well, going back, you know, check the deed on this house. And the first person to own it, I guess, was William, which is the proper name of Bill. So as I'm telling this girl, Sam, hey, his name is Bill, Bill, she walks into the house. She says, hello, Bill, and a gust of wind hits us. I'm not kidding. And she turns to me and says, Bill would like to be called by his proper name. <laughs> wow. And I, was, I was just like, what? Uh, so, of course, though, besides the gust of wind, Nothing in the house is happening. No banging in the basement, nothing. And I feel like a crazy person. So we walk the whole house, and she does, like, the, you know, cleansing of the spirit or whatever. And the next thing I know, uh, you know, we get into the living room, and she's like, tell me exactly what happened. And when I told her, I said, well, you know, I called someone. I said I was going to leave. She said, well, spirits don't like to be left alone. She said, how long has this one been here? Is there an object from, you know, somewhere that it, will, it could, have, could have attached itself to if it moved from location to location? And I said, I don't know. I said, as far as I know, Dino's daughter, when she was 12, saw an old man in the house at the foot of her bed. Other than that, I don't know any stories. And so as I'm explaining to her what I did to get the sound to happen, and then when I told her I was leaving again, that's when the sound started happening while we were there. And I was like, there it is. And she's like, oh, my God. And so we both kind of, like, heard the sound, and it was bang, bang, bang. And it was coming from down the basement. And she said, let's just go down there. And I said, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> but, finally we, but finally we were like, fuck it, we're going down there. And we go down the steps, and the banging stops. And we're looking around, and I can't find anything, except that I went in the laundry room. And, you know, Dino has a punching bag in the laundry room, and that damn bag was swinging back and forth. It was as if it had just been punched. So I mean, I mean, it was swinging like there was a human punching that bag, like 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 when you're finished, you know, it's just rocking back and forth. Sure. And that's what it was doing. So um, that was enough to just freak us out. And um, but, I mean, she was super calm because apparently she deals with shit all the time. Oh yeah, she but, deals with you know. spirits all the time. But you, oh, yeah. you're like Shaggy yeah. on a Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So to end all this, um, you know, that, that was it. That was the last experience. So the next day, you know, I get a call from Dino and he says, uh, you know, what'd you do? What'd you do in my house? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And I thought, oh my God, he's, he's pissed off because I brought a stranger over without asking him. And, uh, he's like, no, how the hell did you find a clairvoyant girl at two in the fucking morning on a Saturday night? <laughs> and I was just. It was just really funny because he's like, I haven't, I haven't heard from the ghost. I haven't seen the ghost. I haven't. And so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So. I miss, I miss William. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the Columbus Radio Group, we have a sister station, QFM 96, Torg and Elliot. And Torg unknowingly bought himself a haunted house, still lives in the haunted house, this coming from a man who, supposedly prior to moving in, was a non-believer. 
It's 110 years old, and it was pretty much left abandoned. So someone lived in the guest house for like 10 years, but it was a guy who worked for an airline who was trying to refurbish the house, but then moved to Portland. So he just kind of had the house, and he was part of the Westerville Historical Society, so he wanted to rebuild the house to where it looked back in the day. Okay. But he just left it. The, there was a two-foot hole from the guest house to the gas. There was a gas line that got – it was just horrible. You looked at that house and said, my God, not only does the yard need tons of work, you couldn't even see the privacy fence. It was just covered with crap. And the house itself, you walked in and said, oh, it's going to take so much money. And it was one of those where we still owned one home and staging it. Mm-hmm. So we moved into the new home. We were just going to buy new stuff, but we didn't have much in it. So it was really hard to find. We didn't even know where the light switches were. We didn't know much about the house. And it's a 4,000-square-foot house. It's a big house. It's a very big house, very old, and it's uh, in uptown Westerville. And and, and a a historic house as well. Historic house, yes, very old. So we get in this house, Dino, and lights just stop turning off and on, you know, and we're thinking. Could have been the wiring. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it could be a light bulb going out. But one night, my kids, we're in the kitchen, and the kid's Elmo doll starts going, Elmo wants to be tickled. And so from the kitchen, there's a kitchen, a dining room, a living room, an open area, and then a library, but we use it for a kid's playroom. So I'm digging for this damn Elmo doll, and I look at it, and it shuts off. I go back to the kitchen, and this thing's, it. then it goes, when we're in the kitchen, it does it again, right? It keeps doing it. So finally, I look at the doll, look at the back, and it's turned off. Okay, and I'm going. That's really weird, but it's a you know they could have a meltdown or whatever, sure, right? Malfunction. There's yeah. still a logical explanation. Absolutely. So I pull the batteries out and I just chuck it down in the basement. You know, I'm like done with this stupid thing. I'm you know, so we we figure everything out. And there's this one light when you walk in off the carport that kept turning off and on like crazy. So we call an electrician in. And he's like, I can't even find a switch for this. I would have to break, go up above, like into your sheet, you know, plaster, or like go up there and start tearing stuff down to find the source of where this light's even going because it's no off and on switch, right? And so it was just weird, this light, the way it would turn off and on. Like one time my wife wanted to do research of the house. She goes to the library and gets a printout of who lived in the house. She puts it down on the table, boom, the light goes on, right? Okay. So... I one time, I, you know, I, I have small kids, so the kid, one of my oldest son, kept going into our bedroom. Like, and so I would get out. You can't sleep with kids, Dino. You know this. They kick. <laughs> they, you know. So I go into his room, and the kids watch Sprout Network when they go to bed. Sure. So the TV pops on. It was three thirty-three in the morning. TV pops on. Westerville Public Access. I know for a fact when I turned that TV off, it was on Sprout Network. Okay. So I turn the TV off. I go, and this is probably two months of moving in. I go into the hall bathroom, splash water on my face, walk into the room, and the TV's on again. Nobody turned it no on. No one turned you it turned on. You turned it off. I turn it off again. 4.33, the TV turns on again. So there's something with the 33s. Going, I'm thinking it's something's going on with electric in this house, and something's messed up, right? Still. Still messed up, right? So... uh I'm freaking out a little bit about it, but it's not. But I just you're not a believer. I'm not a believer, but I just feel uneasy like someone's watching me when I enter the house. You know, it just didn't feel comfortable. So Halloween, a lady knocks on the door. We had one person, Halloween, and she said, hey, I grew up here in the 70s and the 80s. I was wondering, you've done so many changes. Can I come in and take a look at the house? So I go, sure, yeah, come on in. And she walks in and she goes, so I have to ask you, and I don't mean to be rude. 
but if you experience paranormal activity and my heart just dropped, I mean. What kind of question is that? Well, so she explained she had two sisters and they were terrorized growing up in that house. She said we were Ter- absolutely terrorized, terrorized by, by activity, by ghosts, by. Poltergeist. said this house is haunted. And down, there's three bathrooms on the first and second level and there's a walk-up attic uh, that's like a man attic. But in the basement, there's a half-done bathroom where the sheetrock's ripped out. And so I said, what's the deal with the bathroom downstairs? She said, well, every day at 8 a.m., the water or the shower would turn on. And my brother would go down in the basement and hear his name, Michael, Michael, turn off the water. All day long, the water's off. 8 a.m., the water's back on to the point where we literally pulled the pipe out of the wall, right? So she's going step by step of all this crap that they saw. The attic, don't go up there, blah, 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 blah. Her sister calls me the next day. I talked to her sister for two hours. You could tell in someone's voice that they were terrorized by this home. I mean, the, the sister was terrorized by this home. How long did they live in that home? 70s and the 80s. Growing up so 70s they, so and they, 80s. So they, they, they stayed. They, they stayed. The mom was, the dad died in the house. Oh. The mom was a single mom, couldn't keep up, take on the house. But these things were going on while the mom and dad while were the mom, so Yeah, started it, and the dad died and it continued to go on. And the sister ended up living in the guest house. It got so bad with her personally. We get back from the first Christmas we go to Virginia to visit my uh, in-laws. So we come back, and we're going to plug the Christmas tree in. She, My wife goes, picks up the plug. It turns on, and the plug is in her hand. The, t- the lights come the on. The light are totally lit. Nothing's, Everything, nothing's nothing, plugged in anywhere. Nothing. And she yells at me, Scott, look it. And she's holding it, and she goes, I go, what do you want me to plug it in? Plug it in. Like, plug it in. Plug it in. So um, she plugs it in. <laughs> We call a psychic to get a psychic in the house. You know, right. I, dude, I'm so scared. At the, at one, I tell you, my family was gone in Dayton for the weekend. Okay, at this point, though, are you a believer now? I know something's going on. All right, I just can't through it in my head, and I'm feeling so weird about this house. I wanted to move back to the old house, and my wife said, "Go ahead and move back. We're not moving back." My wife wanted to just refurbish this home and. At this point, you guys are like the the couple in the movies. Yes, that you know. They, I want to leave. They, they find the perfect house, but and all the all the shits happening. Yeah, but they you know, but they refuse to leave. Well, I wanted to leave. I'm with you, dude. dude. I wanted to move out. And the only thing we knew about the house is, like in 1930, it became a doctor's office and like five apartments. And there's like stairways leading to nothing. Like you open shelves and there's like four stairs and then nothing. I mean, they've really gutted that house. You know, there's been a wall. The master bedroom's my kid's bedroom. There's a hallway that's a bathroom. I mean, they've totally redid that house, right? And so I had a buddy come and kind of redo all the walls and fix everything up and fix the, the pretty much the whole house yeah. and kind of redo it. I redid the, the outside. I put pavers in. I cleaned up the yard. Every time we would do something to the house, something would happen. So my buddy just leaves. He he, he redid every wall, plastered every wall. Did he exper- it? Did he experience anything while he was no, doing all the work? No, he just felt no. weird about it, right? And he, he was drunk, so he would drink all day. All right. I had to keep the guy motivated, do you know? So he redid every ceiling and every wall in the house because the house was settling and it started cracking sure. a little bit. So uh, I'm at home alone, and I'm at the refrigerator, and the pantry door slowly opens. I don't have AC at this point, right? I have no AC and just... Uh, you know, radiators. So they're not causing any air or anything. And this is when it's all the windows are shut. So this door slowly opens 
and just slams, like slams loud. I ran upstairs, locked myself in the bathroom, called my wife, <laughs> and that's how we got my Rottweiler. Uh, we got a big ass dog. I said we are getting a dog. You and got a, a Rottweiler. Dog. We you got, got a big you, ass dog. You got you got the equivalent of a devil dog. Yes, <laughs> yes. That thing will kill you if it's very territorial. If you're cool with it, it he's cool with you. But just don't come in the house. You know, don't come in his area. Because he's been, so we got the dog right. And for those of you who have Rottweilers, I don't mean to say it's a devil. They're very dog, loyal, but that's the one I always. That's what, those are always the ones I see in the movies. Yes, you're right. So that's they're very loyal. A frame of reference. Yeah, you're right there. They so all this stuff is going on. We call a psychic, and we didn't tell her anything about the house. We just said we want you to come over and check out the house. And I should add that the house next to me, uh, two ninety-year-old ladies live there. They passed away probably a week from each other right when we moved in, right? Okay. So I just want to point that out. And the lady who lived there told me she won't go down her basement. She goes, I, I make my husband do the laundry. I won't go down there. So they then they, they move out. They move out and someone else moves in at this same time when the psychic's over. So the psychic comes in and she knew everything in the house. She said, someone hung themselves in your coat closet. How did you know that? How did she know that? Right. She, uh, uh, you know, I know, I know, I know. I'm with you, but I'm a little skeptical things. when it so comes to I, when it comes to psychics. So am I, sure. You but know. she just knew certain things that you had to know the house to know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. certain areas of the house. Okay. So the weird thing is, is she's out by the by the front of the house, and she goes, "Your house has activity. Nothing evil. There's nothing that I would say. Hey, you got to move out. No one wants to do you harm. I think they want to coexist. I think everything's fine. And eventually, it was. Everything's fine now. Everything's fine. So everything's so fine. You, we coexist. You coexist with all the paranormal activity. Yeah, all it's, the, I wouldn't even say it's haunted. I just say there's activity in the house. So there's activity. Yes. but there's still things going on. Little. Well, I'll tell you the the last thing that happened. But this is a great story. So she goes, "Okay, your house has activity." But your neighbor's house, two old women haunt the hell out of that house, and I feel sorry for anyone who lives there. How did she know that two old women ladies lived there? And and she goes, two old ladies lived there, and she goes, and she goes, and that house, and my address don't go. It doesn't go like one hundred five, one hundred six, one hundred seven. So the house next to me is like two seventeen, and I'm like two hundred. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of those where the addresses don't go in a row. So she couldn't have looked up my address and looked up my, the neighbor's address. Okay, is what I'm saying. But she knew the house was haunted, and she goes, "Man, that house there, I feel sorry for the people who owned it." And now, do you know you do you know those neighbors? I know that, and I told them and they had a party, and I told them, and the wife was intoxicated, and she started crying well, when have, I told her. But she started they, bawling. But have oh, they yeah. experienced anything? That's why she started crying. Oh, because she has experienced she, yeah. stuff. They wouldn't tell me what. <clears throat> the guy wouldn't tell me what, but she started crying. So the last thing that happened was about a year ago. You remember I took that job in Detroit, right? And we were moving. Right. So we are packing stuff, and we have this baker's rack where you put the wine glasses in upside down, and they kind of hang there. Well, my daughter, son, and my wife were kind of packing everything up in the dining room, and one of the glasses flew out of the baker's rack over the kitchen table and smashed on the floor. Just flew out. Just, just flew out. Like it was like, like, like it was. It, they like, did not. It did not want us to leave. You know, it's kind of oh, one of well, those things. You're packing up, and we're pissed off about it. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah, and ever since then, we stayed. We have not had anything that was over a year ago. We have not had anything. Now, you, when you're up in the attic, you hear stuff like kids walking The attic, and you were stuff. not supposed to go up? I hang up there all the time. I'll put on porn and stuff. If they, if I hear stuff, I'll turn on Cinemax like 
bikini car wash eight and stuff. I figured because if I'm a ghost, I want to see some boobs, right? Wait a minute. There's, there's eight. There's eight bikini car washes. Well, no, there's ten now. <laughs> but but I always if I hear there's been times where I've like heard kids walk around, like hear like people walk around and hear things walk around, right? And then I walk downstairs and everyone's sleeping. So to me, it's no big deal. So why was the the people that lived in the house prior to you? Terrorized. I don't know. And and you're getting off easy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's it's an, they live in town. I should call them and talk to them. But uh, maybe because you're scarier than anything that was in maybe, the house. Maybe, but <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, I've said at times we burnt sage, and I've I've made comments like yelled at the house, like what about the light? I yelled at the light and said I'm going to go home. And this light will be turned off when I get home, or I swear to God, I'll cleanse this house and send you to where you need to go. And the light was off, and it never came back on. No. Oh, so yeah. I've talked to the house and said, "Knock it off." You've talked to the talk to the house, the spirits the house, or whatever, whatever's in there. And I think it's kind of a coexisting thing. And that the they, kids are good with it. Uh, my son said he saw a guy one time standing over him, and that kind of matches what what the psychic said. Yeah. And I told him to quit watching Scooby Doo. That's what I told him. I said, "You're watching too much Scooby Doo, too much ghosts, too much, too much, too much of Scooby Doo." He's conjuring it yeah, up himself. Absolutely. So I blame yeah. it on Scooby Doo. <laughs> and then my daughter has seen nothing. And to be honest with you, my daughter's got a bigger set of balls than I do, so she would probably just punch. Oh, it. That's that's scary. And then my youngest, I don't know. He's kind of a booger picking kid right now. He's really young. <laughs> you know, I'll say, "Are you picking your nose?" While well, he's got his finger up his nose, and no, I'm not picking my nose. Well, just given the lovely description <laughs> of your family, whatever, whatever spirits are in their house, they're probably going. You know what? Uh, nah, yeah. let's just let's just let's just chill but out. I, they're I not going this. anywhere. It's going to take forever to get these people out. Yeah, when we have people watch our house, they get things happen when mm-hmm. people watch the house, and the Rottweiler sometimes in the coat closet. He'll bark at the coat closet and then do a whine and like a so you know how dogs whine. Right. He'll whine and then he'll go in a different room and lay down. Well, I've often heard that animals can pick up on yes on yes. spirits and apparitions. Now, would I say, am I a believer? Yes, a believer in what? I don't know, but there's definitely activity in my house, man. And I will. And I was a non-believer. You couldn't convince me in a million years. But I've never seen anything. Just stuff open. Just stuff happens. Just closets open. Just like footsteps. Uh, I didn't see the glass fly, but my wife, daughter, and kids all say it did. The the Christmas tree lights. That's weird. I mean, in fact, I text my wife and said, hey, I'm doing Dino's podcast. Tell me stories that I so I don't forget. She says, well, Christmas tree, mention that. She said, mention Elmo going off with no batteries. Right. Uh, she said, hey, talk about the time when I you thought I was tugging on your belt loop and no one was there. I thought my wife was tugging on my belt loop. Yeah. And I go, Lauren, knock it off. And I kind of swipe my hand because it kept happening. I was bending over trying to do something under the sink. Right. And no one was there. Did you feel a hand? Did you feel uh, a No, I didn't feel I just felt something tug tugging on you. And then, oh, she said, the washing machine used to always... Always flip up, and now I have to set something on top of the washing machine. Because usually you try to lift up a washing machine when it's going on. That thing's not lifting up. Right. So she said it would always lift up in the new house, not in the old house. And she goes, now I have to set something heavy on it so it doesn't flip up. All right. Yeah. Well. You want to come over? Want to come over for dinner? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, and uh, best of luck. Yeah. Well, you know what? The house is perfectly fine now, man. It doesn't. Oh, I've seen yeah. this. According to you. Some guys did my foundation. About three months ago, and they felt creepy in the house. And you know what I kept doing is when they'd go out to lunch, I would change the radio station, and they had no idea it was me. But the one guy kept telling me, dude, I feel like I'm being watched down here. 
I feel like I'm being watched. I don't like how I feel when I'm down here. And it kind of fits into how I felt when I first moved in. Like I was always being watched, man. Someone was always watching me. It just felt so strange to be in the house. And now it just feels like my house. Hope you enjoyed the whiskey shot. And thanks again to our sponsors, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt, award-winning lawyers with over 100 years of experience. You can contact them at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com or 614-444-3036. Interesting stuff, but nothing too scary, right? I mean, not scarier than, I don't know, say an empty bottle? Yikes. So, until the next full bottle, see ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.